Hey world, what is going on? Uh, I am so excited about today's episode because honestly, having friends who are wildly successful and then having them as guests on my podcast make it very easy to interview them because I already know a lot about, about them and they're in my circle and my friendship. So I get to spread the love and share their story with you, which is super, super cool. And today I have Alice Magato, dear friend of mine, but also incredibly successful woman. So guys, she has not only been a Miss Ohio USA in 2019, she was also Miss Ohio through the America system. So for those of you who are not pageant freaks like I am, that's actually crazy because that means she's held both titles and both systems. That doesn't happen very often. Um, And now she's gone on to pursue two agencies. She works in New View Model Management in Cincinnati, Ohio. She also works in 10 Management in Chicago. She was top 10 at Miss USA. She's walked for Sherry Hill. She's out pursuing her dream to become a full-time model with hopes of moving out to LA very soon. And most of all, what I love about her is that she keeps it real, guys. I'm serious. Especially online. That was her platform. Hashtag keeping it real. She claimed and pursued this. She did not Photoshop her photos on social media um, during her reign, which I think is absolutely incredible with the hope of just making it obvious to be authentic, to be genuine and spread this message. She is, she is that. She is authentic. She's genuine. She kills everything she gets her hands on too. Guys, let's dive into what you need to do to overcome pressure and remain authentic with Alice Magato. Welcome to the show, Alice. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited too. As I was just talking about you on our phone call, I feel very fortunate because my friends also happen to be really successful people. So it makes it a lot easier (laughs) to interview you because I already know you. Yeah, well, you just are like the queen of networking. So you know, you have like this killer network. So I'm excited to listen to all all the people you interview. Thank you. Well, I feel like I have a real skill for seeing and meeting people and then being like, hey, remember to connect with them. And then I always yes. follow up because I'm like, she's a good person to have in your corner. Yeah, so she is a good person to have in your corner. Um, yeah. And yeah, I wish more people would do that because it really just takes like following up and then boom. No, literally. That's it. Yeah. You um, constantly inspire me to do that. Uh, on like very specific moment where you inspired me to do that was when we did that bliss photo shoot Aww. and you like knew all of these girls. And I was like, this is amazing. Oh. Like all these girls are like me. I need to be more like Uh-oh. Kelly. I need and so like literally since that day I've been trying to improve my networking skills because I was like it's so easy. Like and all of those girls in there kind of had the same goals. Yeah. And when you find, you know, a squad of people that want to do the same thing as you, connecting is just it's so much easier. Ugh, thank you. That makes me so happy. I, yeah. Just to give a little background to that. I was working with this spray tan company called Bliss Tans. Shout out to them in Columbus, Ohio. And when I started working with them, they had really no ambassadors or they hadn't really connected with women. And so I just so happened to email them because I get actively spray tanned every Thursday. And I was like, hey, (laughs) 
if you need someone to connect you with other women in the community, I will do that in exchange for spray tans. And they totally took me up on it. So I was always this really bronzed, connected goddess in Columbus because of them, which was amazing. Um, Well, honestly, it sucks because now I'm in Los Angeles and you're over in Ohio. I'm in Ohio. Thankfully, cloudy Ohio. I know, cold, (laughs) freezing Ohio. I've honestly forgotten what that's like because I'm so used to Los Angeles weather now. It's always like 70 degrees and sunny. But I'm so I know it's like a switch I flipped and I forget that people are like still freezing out there in the middle of March. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing, first and foremost, we met at Miss Ohio USA and I've got to say, again, I have killer instincts. I actually <laughs> didn't. I knew you before I met you. Grace Brown. She was another contestant at Miss Ohio USA. Yes. Um, she's stellar. Awesome. But she brought up your name one weekend when we went to Miss Michigan USA 2019. She was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this one girl, Alice Magato, she's a former Miss Ohio. She's going to compete. And me wanting to win so badly and being like, this is my last pageant ever. Or so I thought I was like, who is this girl? And normally I never, I like never compete or think twice about because you just need to all stay in your lane but when I saw you I was like damn she has the whole package (laughs) so I started getting nervous but also like had mad respect for you because you did have the whole package and then I had no idea you were so young you were like 20 20 when you won so no I was 20 yeah well, I was 21 I won I turned 21 the week after that's right okay yeah so you were yeah. 20 back then and you were so poised and put together it's like in your intro I said like well beyond your years it's absolutely wow. mind-blowing so I feel like we just immediately connected and then we were in top five oh, together and had a little Crazy. moment backstage and you have been one of the best like you're in the top three Miss Ohio USA's there ever was for sure. Oh, thank no, you. that means a lot. so many people would agree with me. I have no doubt about that. But you're so relatable and honest, truthful. Yes. Your platform was keeping it real, which we'll get into mm-hmm. later. And so I think you're the per- perfect person to really talk about the misunderstandings behind pageantry and modeling and like these stigmas and Miss USA and. You know, there's so many women out there who are just looking for transparency and the truth of what goes into Mm -hmm. all of these things. And, you know, just from the get go, like, what was you what comes to mind when you think about like being a title holder? Like, what should girls expect when they get that crown and when they go into their year? And, you know, maybe what share some things that you didn't expect when you were Miss Ohio USA? Yeah, so definitely the first thing that happens is pressure. That's going to be the first thing you feel whenever you win a title. You you hold, especially at the state level, you hold that whole state on your shoulders as you get ready to spend a year bettering yourself, bettering others, and getting ready to compete for that coveted title. Um, so I 
I had a unique experience because before winning Miss Ohio USA, I had the opportunity to be Miss Ohio America right. and go to compete at Miss America. Um, I was 18 when I Crazy. won that title. And I had a moment. And after I won that crown, I was on stage just one tears in my eyes all these people coming up to me getting ready to do pictures and the director of that pageant came up to me and said I know you're not going to be ready for this but you're gonna have to be and those words will always stick with me I don't know if they had a positive connotation (laughs) or a negative connotation but I I always have remembered those words because I was at a point where I had just graduated high school yeah wow and I had to flip a switch and become this woman who right. was going to spend a year as an ambassador for all of these charities, raising money, being the Miss Ohio that I had been looking up to years prior. So you feel pressure in a sense because you you want to be one of the best. You want to leave your year as a legend right and you want to leave it you you want to just want to leave big shoes to fill I think as a title holder local national whatever when you get the compliment like the next person has big shoes to fill that's when you, you know, succeed compliments yeah yeah and I I mean as you say pressure I really feel like no matter where you're at in life I just competed at Miss California and I'm 27 right. And right. I still was like, you know what? I'm an officer in the Navy, but I don't know. I'm going to hope that I'm fully prepared for this. But mm-hmm. something tells me that I may not be because it's just so different than anything you take on. I mean, is there Correct. anything you would tell girls out there who, you know, have that dream of being a state title holder, whether it's in any other system, mm-hmm. you know, what can they do to prevent that pressure from being overwhelming? Because yeah. it will happen no matter it what. Will. And so sticking with the theme of pressure, like not only are you going to feel pressure to do well, but I think the hardest pressure is the pressure you give yourself when you win to try to conform to a mold of what you perceive a title holder has to be. And this is what I really struggled with at the America level because I was so young and I had competed in the team pageant, you know, had always looked up to this Miss Ohio and I changed my mannerisms. I changed how I did my hair. I changed how I did my makeup. I changed my style. I lost my personality, my quirky Alice goofy personality that I grew up with. I suppressed because I was like, Oh, a Miss Ohio would never stumble over her words. A Miss Ohio would never make a weird noise when <laughs> she tripped. Or and Miss Ohio would never trip. And like I remember I would beat myself up if I tripped in my heels or stumbled at like a silly little event where I had to say five words. I would beat myself up for weeks if I stumbled or said something that I didn't think was eloquent enough. And keep in mind, my platform was still the same at this time. So I was contradicting myself. And that's why I got to Miss America and did not do as well as I had hoped. Because even though I was preaching 
this be yourself, be real. I wasn't being real every single day of my life because I was trying to be Miss Ohio. Right. And it wasn't until I came back and I was getting ready to give up that title that I really reflected on that and realized like, that's not what this is about. I I didn't win Miss Ohio because I was the closest girl on that stage to this level or like I wasn't I wasn't the match for Miss Ohio. I won Miss Ohio because I was me mm-hmm. and like that's that's good enough. And whenever, you know, people ask me about kind of the differences in my experience between Miss America and Miss USA, I say, you know, Miss America was amazing. I mean, it's Miss America. But that happened and set me up for Miss right. USA. And that, and that all happened for a reason. The struggles I had that year, whatever, it prepared me to have this stellar year as Miss USA where I, I knew what I was getting into. I had, I had this kind of upper hand because I knew how to tackle my year. And I went, dove into it headfirst, just being unapologetically myself and they they like the whole miss or miss ohio usa team like they knew that from the start like i was <laughs> i was in it to be alice like i was alice more than i was miss ohio and luckily they they ran with that so for any girl who is wanting to win a title has recently won a title like you just need to fully commit to yourself and pageantry you know it kind of has a negative stigma every so often and there's no better way to fight that stigma than to be like the most relatable relevant chick you can be because I love it when girls meet me and they're like I thought you were just gonna be like this nasty stuck up yeah girl and you're like cool and real and I'm like yeah like that I'm normal that's like that's what this is about being normal and it in no way have I lived a normal life because of it but I'm still a normal 22 year old girl like I I won Miss Ohio USA and a week later I turned 21 and you know what I did I went to the bars and lived a normal 21 year old evening you know it's it's you just two years ago I would have been like I can't go to the bar I'm not allowed to do that I need to sit at home and read a book and eat my salad yep and there's like that is so misunderstood in pageants because you said you hit the nail on the head whenever you said I was Alice more than I was Miss Ohio or I was Alice before I was yes. Miss Ohio because the thing is they're synonymous mm-hmm. like that Correct. is why you're being crowned like you're being crowned and given this opportunity not because they expect you to fit this mold of a person, but because they want you to take that title and run with it Mm -hmm. and give it your flair. Those judges saw something in you. You have the opportunity for 365 days to make it whatever. And the hope is that you just break the mold. And then the next year, the girl either mashes, you know, your level or exceeds somehow in her own way and makes it better. Like, you know, obviously you want the, the program to continue excelling, but at the end of the day, it's your intention. Like if you, you're allowed to go to a, a bar, right. you're like, you're allowed to have a cocktail. You're allowed to be a normal human being and you don't have to feel like that pressure that you're some, you know, out of this world 
unstoppable right. we can be unstoppable but like untouchable queen the difference is like, you have you have this drive behind you and you have this opportunity behind you and it's up to you at that point the title's not going to carry you where you want to go yep. so like you I mean, I don't recommend if you're a title holder going out and drinking every weekend because I would <laughs> yeah. hope you would be spending some of that time, you know, getting ready for whatever you're going to compete for next. Yeah. But you, you're, you're no different than anyone else. You're just – you're elevating yourself and you're giving yourself an opportunity. Yes, you're so right about that drive because um, Mariah Payne, fellow Miss Ohio USA contestant, and I were just talking the other day about how it's so upsetting when women are given this opportunity and then they don't do anything with mm-hmm. it because then you realize it is just a crown. Right. It's not, it's not the crown. It's the person wearing the crown. And there's people who don't get crowns who do more. Mm-hmm. And so you need to utilize it, that platform and that audience yep. the sparkly crown while you can it, it really just cracks the door open like just cracks really? it open and you have to shove your way through it <laughs> and you know you have to set yourself up for what's going to happen 365 days la- later when you have to pass that shiny thing on you're not going to be able to wear that thing for the rest of your life exactly and you you know and there are some girls like getting that crown is there ultimate goal they could live their life happy after that content just doing and staying in the same place being where they were but you know for me I was so young and I wasn't I wasn't gonna let that be my peak like I'm not peaking at 22 no no so I had to continue to push push open the door in you know the having Miss Ohio on my resume it does wonders but give it five years, 10 years, even I don't want to have Miss Ohio anything on my resume anymore, because that should just be the stepping stone and the groundwork to bigger and better things to come. Right. I I heard that one time going into actually Miss California this year, someone said, just remember, you don't want to be a former anything. You should always be on to the next project, the next accomplishment, you know, pushing yourself in different areas you, you don't peak and then that's it for the next five years, 10 years. You're the former title mm-hmm. holder. So you're chasing that next chapter. Right. Yeah. I mean, I want to come back to these pageants in 10 years and like be, I don't know, just like be elevated, be something bigger and better than the pageant and obviously appreciate the pageant because that's where I started. Right. But oh my gosh, there's just so much more out there that you can do and bring to the table. And these pageants just really give you the tools to do that. And it it kills me when I don't see people utilizing it to the full advantage. I, trust me, I yeah. know. Someone who came close to it, I'm like, oh man, the things mm-hmm. you can do. But then I think for me, I the type of person that I always need like the extra challenge. So I do better just figuring it out myself I'm like you know what if I'm not supposed to be like Miss California or Miss USA I just gotta gotta pave my own way and figure it out exactly so what would you say you 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 know you mentioned pressure like that's what people should expect Mm -hmm. but what did you not expect throughout your year specifically as Miss Ohio USA and then what would you have done differently 
I think what I didn't expect was the mental preparedness of it all. You know, you, you definitely think about the physical side of it, the, the tangible preparations, but no one really prepares you for how much you have to look inwards before you mm-hmm. are prepared on the outside. Um, I can't tell you how many like mental breakdowns I had leading up to Miss USA. <laughs> There's so many. And I, I just found this point where like, I realized I need to unfollow all the other contestants. I need mm-hmm. to understand why I want to do this, why I want to win to my fullest ability. And People always are like, why? Or people never really think about why they want to win the title, I think, to the extent that they need to, if right. that makes sense. Um, obviously, you want to win because you want to win. Right. But, like, where's the force behind that? And I, I think the biggest shock was having to sit down and, like, argue with myself about that. Like, do I want this for the right reasons? Am I doing this for the right reasons? where do I want this to lead? Um, What do I hope to gain from this experience, win or lose, blah, blah, blah. Um, So I think just those thoughts having to go through my mind and having to really dwell on them had to be the biggest shock. Like I said, I was lucky I had the year ahead as a title holder to kind of like get all the stupid stuff out of the way. Um. Yeah, like how nice the girls actually were at the pageant. You know, you never expect that. Uh, or a, a, a lot of another thing that a lot of girls don't think about is like the two weeks that you're at the national pageant itself. Like that's a freaking marathon. It's a yeah, and that's actually what exactly what I want to get yeah. into next because I mean this that quote out there that you're more likely to have a son mm-hmm. that plays in the NF or at the Super Bowl than a, a daughter compete at Miss USA and your experience you know is unique right. to you but also something that a lot of women will never see so I mean I want to hear kind of the truth like what was it? How did you, one, how did you prepare for it? Did your preparation pay off? And once you got there, I mean, you said two weeks, like a lot of women don't realize it's two Two weeks weeks. long. It's a freaking marathon the entire time on your best self all the time, except for when you are sitting on the toilet to be completely candid. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you have a roommate. Yeah. You have chaperones that are always watching and always talking. True. Um yeah, so to prepare for it, uh, you know, the 3 weeks leading up to it, I was getting up every single morning, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., doing a full glam beat of my face, my hair. You know, I could be going to the gym and I had to get up mm-hmm. and do my hair and makeup. Because essentially, I mean, that's what you're going to be doing at the national pageant. Um, so was that before? Yeah, so these are the weeks leading up okay. to when I left. Wow. Up every morning, full beat down, sending pictures to my coach, getting approval, always getting critiques on what to fix. Um, wow. And then it was just go, go, go. Appearances, training walking I would be at the gym every night between like the hours of 8 p.m and 11 p.m walking with my dress 
just in workout clothes in my shoes I was probably at the gym like three to four times a day for random reasons um a lot of like sitting in the sauna and meditating a lot of talking to myself a lot of talking to my mom um getting spontaneous phone calls and getting bombarded with questions and boot camps and but that's the best preparation for those two weeks is like you have to be constantly busy and you have to train yourself even if you're exhausted to to not show it mm-hmm. so you just have to push through those weeks of prep to the best of your ability and if you can get through those weeks you'll you'll be great at the national pageant but I always tell people like you don't want to peak before you get to the pageant you want to have some hardships yeah. those weeks leading up you want to have that one breakdown you want to have that crack because that means it won't happen when you get to that national pageant yeah that that's yeah that's mm-hmm. so so true have uh, face everything right. before you get there instead of breaking down mm-hmm. once you get there and while you're doing this preparation I'm interested because you know throughout most of my pageant career I was single like were you balancing relationships during this time like um what recommendations would you give or do not recommend it? Like, what did you face while you were preparing? So, fun fact about the boyfriend I had at the time. He actually, the first time he, like, we made it official, I say, in quotation marks, and he, like, met my family and everything was the night I won Miss Ohio USA. Um, That's crazy. So, he met everyone in my circle. And everyone in my circle, before I even got off that stage to say hi to him, warned him essentially and was like yeah this year is about her she's going to be focused Mm -hmm. on herself and you're either going to keep up with her and support her or you're going to be left in the dust yeah totally lucky I'm so lucky I have a circle of people that understand that (laughs) and we're able to write that but to be completely honest, there were a lot of times where I did have to kind of have a conversation with him and be like, listen, this is this is what I need to do. And I don't care if you agree, agree with it. I don't care if you support it. It it this is this is not about you. This is not about me or this is not about you. This is about me. And mm-hmm. I, I had to convince myself of that and realize that no relationship is as important as this opportunity for me because it's you get one One shot shot. that's the thing and I think the difference for me I I never dated seriously when Mm -hmm. I was competing for Miss Ohio because I didn't think it was possible not to really have that balance no and like knowing myself I knew I'm always so invested in my relationships Mm -hmm. so I owed it to myself to be single and not really care um ironically I started dating Austin like the week Mm -hmm. after Miss Ohio because they just kept putting him off and putting him off um so going through Miss California with a relationship now he and this is when you know especially like you found someone that is good for you because he was totally okay with being outside Mm -hmm. of the limelight like did not care was like sure go go spend money on pageant dresses even though we can't afford to take trips together or go to the gym, go do this, like, oh, we can't do a date night and get fatty mm-hmm. foods, that's fine. We'll eat salads together. Like, you really need someone who gets that because 
you owe it to yourself to like give it that shot we only get how many times to compete I mean there's an age Mm cutoff for a reason so to me like there's just really no point in giving those relationships your time if they're not willing to give you that sacred Mm -hmm. time to focus on your preparation prioritizing is one of the most important skills you need to have as a title holder hands down Um, you need to be able to sit down the week after you win and prioritize your life for the next couple months you know I had the option to stay in school to continue going and my boyfriend and I were long distance at the time I had the option to spend every weekend up there I I had all of these things that I was willing to sacrifice I went part-time to school I didn't see him as much and you know gave up and sacrificed a lot of other things but yeah at the end of the day you have to realize it's only a year and this is yeah this is it it is don't don't waste it right so we were going we've we talked about that prep which doing the full face (laughs) of makeup before the gym is is so enlightening Mm -hmm. and genius so hopefully if there's miss usa contestants out there take note of that because that is such a smart idea um but you know when you got there so you arrive in lake Mm -hmm. tahoe what i mean go through that transparency of you know what the contestants were like what your schedule was like like what you didn't expect so let's hear it we all flew in same day pretty much i remember my second leg flight into reno um the miss minnesota and miss michigan who was going to be my roommate were on my flight i was lucky i knew my miss michigan very well going into this because we're under the same production company so we trained together Mm -hmm. whatever um but you know meeting the girls for the first time is it's nerve-wracking and i remember getting off the plane going to baggage claim and like there were more girls and I was like oh my gosh like here we go um and then getting to the hotel we got ready for our first dinner and we're standing in the hallway and like here they all come and the first girl that ran up to me was the Miss California Erica and we just like hit it all right away and I'm so thankful she did that because it broke the ice for me for like every girl I was like, okay, like, we're all here. We're all real. We're all relatable. And, you know, guards were up. Guards are going to be up. It's inevitable. But they, this class of girls, by far, I, like, I can't even put into words how grateful I am that each and every one of them was in my class because we were just killer. Like, we bonded. We got so close. Yeah. I, there, I, like, floated, which if they states can get really clicky because of these production companies and you know southern states tend to group together or like i don't know um new england states tend to group together sometimes that's and so funny I felt like i could hop like group to group to group and no one was catty there wasn't really any drama and it was just it was awesome genuinely which you wouldn't expect but it, it really was awesome. And yeah, you really would expect there yeah. to be drama when you're talking about 51 girls. <laughs> so we together. never really left the resort that we stayed at because that's where the theater was. That's where rehearsals were. That's where we ate. That's where we slept. 
Um, so that was brutal, you know, not going outside for that long, kind of being cooped up. Until this oh, yeah, quarantine, you know. of so course. I'm like, pro. Like, <laughs> need to fix my yeah. spray tan? Need to fix my nails? I got it. Don't worry. I was trained on how to do that. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you can't leave. And the, there was actually a sponsor lucky enough to come give us spray tans. Um, you had to just be very wow. gentle about your nails and stuff. You know, kind of all the all the shallow stuff. I mean, it was tough. But um we ate at the same place every single night, had breakfast in the same place every single morning. It's very, it's very routine. routine. Um, gotcha. Oh my gosh. And oh, the first rehearsal where we walked into that huge ballroom and we sat down and Miss Lou comes walking over and she's like, ladies, it's time. And <laughs> I kid you not. So, you know, the opening number we did with T-Pain. So yeah, this is like first or second day. I don't quite remember, but like nerves are still high. Walls are still up, whatever. The choreographers come out because they're like, all right, we're going to start opening number. They line us up and teach us a little dance routine, like 16 counts. Yeah. And you know, in this pageant, like you don't have to have a talent. So some girls are like, right. Totally not. I'm lucky I did theater growing up, but like some girls aren't crazy. Right. They were sports girls or they were like nurses or surgeons or, you know, lawyers, whatever. And they teach us this dance routine. And we literally had to all line up and do it in front of these choreographers full force. And they lined us up like American Idol and they like picked, they were like Ohio step forward. North Carolina step forward, Texas step forward, and they cut oh all my the rest God. of the girls. And like the girls that they pulled forward, <sighs> got to stand behind T Pain at that first part of the dance. Wow! So like you know, at that point, everyone's like conspiracies are going through their mind. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, it's rigged. Like it's Ohio's like she she's just one of the top ten because she's in the front dancing next to T Pain, whatever. Um, but that was like that sticks out in my mind so much because we were all so nervous. That's so and then, funny. Like, all of a sudden, it's American Idol and T Pain, and like, and we didn't know it was gonna be T Pain for like six days, I think, when we were there. So we were like learning this dance and stuff, but like we didn't know who was gonna be performing. And, and then all of a sudden, sudden T Pain walks out. <laughs> the one day we went to the oh my gosh, what was it called? This is so bad. We went to um the legislature. Um, you oh. went to didn't you go to it the House of Representatives? It was like the House of Representatives. I can't say legislature. State legislature. That's right. Because you had yes, twenty women. Like, in the state legislature yeah that's right there so we went to visit them and we were all lined up outside of the um room the very proper room formal we're all dressed up and all of a sudden they announced t-pain's gonna be performing so we're in the hallway all going like the best love song like we're all singing and jamming and like we're you know we're supposed to be super professional (laughs) that's so funny you yep. gotta flip that switch. Yep. Right when you need but, to. You know, of course. No, a lot was up in the air while we were still there. And I think a lot of girls think that this is organized and laid out to a T once they get that crown on their head. It's not. I didn't even 
I didn't even know where it was going to be. It was in May. I didn't know till March. I didn't have my dress to compete in May until April. I had wow. three days to practice walking in it. Some girls got their dress sent to wow. them at the pageant. Like, you have to be wow. so flexible. You have to be so open-minded. Mm-hmm. You have to be calm. You have to be cool and collected. And those girls that were not calm, cool, and collected, they cracked. And they cracked hard. Drop hard, like hard, flies. Hard the and those are the yeah. girls that, you know, didn't go through those mental preparations beforehand, didn't meditate, and just had, had no idea what they were getting into. I think that says a lot about you because even though you are, you know, so young for how much you've done, you know, whether it's theater or Miss America or these challenges, like you've became mm-hmm. so mentally tough. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of these pageants, like Miss California, for example, right. is four days long. It's like a little mm-hmm. miniature Miss USA. It's really only a competition oh, of attrition. Sure. Like, you come in for, like, bright-eyed and excited with your full glam and your outfits, but then after getting up for four days in a row, Mm -hmm. putting on makeup at 4 a.m. and trying to, you know, keep up appearances, come finals, you you just don't have the energy. Like, you don't care anymore. So, I feel like Miss USA is especially two weeks long. I mean, the last day is when it matters. Like, that's finals. last girl's standing. Yeah. We had... The teen pageant was the night before interviews. And at that point, you know, we're exhausted. We had to go to the teen preliminary competition, watch that whole thing. And then we had to go to a dinner in downtown Reno. And we had to entertain people and network with people and chat with people for four hours in between that pageant. Like we were literally there to obviously eat, but we were there to show thanks to Reno and mm-hmm. to talk to all these people who have donated and opened their doors to us. And so we had to, we had to communicate and that's exhausting. Like talking to strangers, <laughs> completely, being completely candid being like, on. To strangers is no joke, especially at the right. caliber that we had to talk with them like four hours bopping around with people that are 20, 30 years older than you. So we do that for four hours, and then we have to go back to the teen pageant finals where, you know, it's like, it's also exhausting watching a pageant because you get so into it. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's like emotionally so draining. draining. And then I don't remember what happened after that. I'm pretty sure we had something after that, like a, a quick rehearsal. And then, bam, it's the next morning. We're waking up, hair and makeup, interview time. And that's right. just the last or that was just like the 12-ish hours leading up to it it was like that the whole eight days before so you walk into your interview and some girls are just you know brain dead at that point they've talked to so many people they they wasted all their energy and registration and fittings because they were on so much where they didn't need to be like you have to like I said, pace yourself. It's a marathon and you don't want to waste your energy on the hair and makeup people. You want to be kind to them, but you don't need to impress them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to impress the production company. 
again, you want to be nice and you want to have them speak highly of you, but you're not interviewing with them. Yeah. That's something that I really struggled with Mm -hmm. and I had to change this year, which I think made all the difference because every year in Ohio, all three years, although my intention of getting into the pageant was to make friends by year three, when I was really trying to win, I had all these friends that I was still giving Mm -hmm. so much energy to. And although Miss Ohio USA is only two days, that's still, that's a lot of like energy and, you know, emotional energy and mental energy you're kind of giving away. And so my coach, she, Heather Semlin, she's amazing, but with California being four days long, she's like, I know you're going to want to walk in there and Mm -hmm. be Miss Congeniality because that's who you are and what you do. But she was like, you can't, like, you can't be their mentor. You can't be their coach. You can't be their best friends. Like you need to just do you before Mm -hmm. your interview and rehearsals, things like that. So I was a lot more particular about the moments um, when I gave energy because Again, by that fourth day, right. I was ready to be on mm-hmm. and compete. But everyone else that, you know, they spent the last right. three days becoming best friends and like developing friendships, which is mm-hmm. amazing. That's great. But I have still sustained those relationships post pageant because I got all their phone numbers and I got all their Instagrams. And like, there's a time and right. place to catch up with all the girls like later, but mm-hmm. you only have one shot. My to class did not so get close until I, after we got done competing. We are, I, and these really are my, like best friends totally my best friends and you know mm. we talk every single day I have gone on multiple trips with them I'm constantly running into them and you know I couldn't tell you half the things I know about them now before the competition I I didn't want to I, funny story actually I was supposed to go to Vegas with a group of girls um in January before the competition and um really wanted to go because i i i wanted to have friends going into the competition that's Mm -hmm. that was where my mindset was in january i was like if i go to vegas i will have friends that's one less thing i need to worry about when i get there that was kind of my thought process and i had just turned 21 and i was like vegas whatever um (laughs) right (laughs) i fell down the steps and sprained my ankle two weeks before um yeah no it, it I didn't really know that bad. I had to like I had a boot I had to stay off of it I was freaking out because I had to work out I had to practice walking I was going to see Sherry Hill I think a couple weeks later to go try on my dress and like this was my first time meeting Sherry Hill and I mean for anyone who doesn't know she's like I, I want to model for her so badly. She's like walking her New York Fashion Week show is one of my ultimate goals. And I was like, I can't, I have to be able to walk for Sherry Hill. Like I can't go and be in a boot. Um, but I was still going to go to Vegas. I was like, no, I can go to Vegas in a boot. And I, <laughs> I literally of course. was packing my bags the night before and my stomach started churning booked my I had the flight booked I had sent the deposit for the hotel and everything bought dresses whatever and I called my mom crying and I'm like mom I don't I don't think I can go to Vegas 
And she was like, what? And I was like, mom, I don't think I can do it. And she's so confused. And I, it's literally midnight. So, and I call my director at midnight and I'm like, Melissa, I was supposed to go to Vegas with the girls tomorrow. I can't do it. She was like, it's okay. Save it for Sherry. Don't go. And oh, looking back God. on it, like, I'm so glad I didn't go. I They had a great time. And, you know, have I'm sure they have memories they'll remember from that. But, like, it, it just wasn't worth it. It Energy. Mm-hmm. You, you got to. And I'm so glad energy. I saved yep. up that energy to go to Sherry Hill and design my dream dress and impress her and impress her enough that she did invite me to model for her at market. And I still continue like to work with her. And I would have much rather put my energy towards that than a trip to Vegas. You you have to think of it in the long term. Exactly. Like that. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. You... And I've heard this from other, you know, pageant coaches and podcasts. I feel like you became a very unexpected favorite. Yeah. Like going into it, there were other, there were some other women that maybe mm-hmm. they were favored for reasons I don't understand now, but it was almost as soon as like you hit the stage, especially mm-hmm. prelims, like it became evident. Um, do you feel as though like the energy toward you changed a little like as the the competition went Mm -hmm. forward because these girls had to know you were a standout like as soon as you started performing and got on stage like I just feel like it really changed so kind of what was that like and how did you navigate through that yeah at the pageant and then maybe like right before finals because I'm sure again these ladies went from being like oh my god bridesmaid in my wedding to being like uh, she might you know, everyone, win. <laughs> yeah, everyone she might win the whole thing um, interviews happened and then prelims happened and you know people get weird after interviews they get in their head I was in my head honestly um, after my interview and you just like girls kind of shut down they, they think they lost it for themselves so like that was if you like, kind of look at it in waves like that was the first wave of girls to like get quiet, kind of shut down, isolate themselves, mm-hmm. think they didn't have it anymore, whatever. And then prelims happen. And what happens after prelims? And, you know, this happens months. This has already happened, happening now for the next group of girls. Fan pages. Gosh darn fan pages. Mm-hmm. Start putting their opinions out. It's worse before the pageant even starts because they put out their opinions solely based on a photo on looks and that irked me so much because my whole thing is not editing your photos and I'm like you don't even know if the girl looks like that and I can say now a lot of the girls do look like their pictures because they are beautiful but before that before seeing them in person I was like no one's seen these people no one's heard these girls talk how are you making your assumptions and and I think it's important for the audience to know that you were the only contestant mm-hmm. at Miss USA who submitted a yes. Photoshop free headshot. Completely, which is completely honest, incredible. That's when things started getting weird. Was when news got around that my Photoshop or my headshot was natural and Photoshop free because I was such a dark horse before that. 
And that was, and I was still a dark horse after right. that. But once that photo dropped, people were like, oh, like she's, she's coming to play. This isn't, this isn't a joke. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, that to me, like, she got something here. My, that, my platform is tangible. Like it is something, it is important. And right. the response I got to that photo was so overwhelming. Like, still to this day probably one of the best days the best couple of days was the feedback I got for that because I was I was so nervous and to make matters worse I didn't even know what photo they submitted of me I went to the photo shoot and really? my director oh. submitted it without telling me she picked her favorite and turned wow. it in so when it popped up on the website that was the first time I had saw it too um feedback great and then I think girls girls kind of started to to pick up on me a little bit and then I still Mm -hmm. kind of continued to be the dark horse at the pageant my my styling was good I had a few good Instagram posts you know those first couple of days I was there and then I remember I went into my interview and I I, I was unsure about my interview just because of the pace of it, but I knew I said everything I needed to say. And then I dropped another Instagram post kind of fully explaining my platform because a lot of people misunderstood it to an extent. And I like cleared the air on everything. So people fully grasped what I was trying to accomplish. And then it was prelim night. And of course my months my years of walking prep personality prep like that I I mean I killed it on I did better prelim night than I did on finals night I think (laughs) I don't know about that you did pretty amazing on finals night as well you had different flair for both of them for sure of interview platform speaking and then prelims I I had my AirPods in every second I could. I really wasn't conversing with the girls. Like those, I knew how important those couple of hours were, those couple of days were. I was mm-hmm. focused on myself. I knew what I needed to do. I knew what I needed to execute. And I just did it. And I enjoyed every second of it. And then prelims are over. And we had like three days, four days maybe, I think, until finals night. And that's, like, those days in between, that's where I chilled. And I, like, just started talking to the girls Mm -hmm. and talked to my family a lot. Did a lot of Instagram lives. Just talked to people and soaked it in because I was so excited about my performance preliminary night. I was excited what people were saying because people weren't just talking about, you know, my performance. They were talking about what I stood for and what Mm -hmm. that could look like as a Miss USA what that could look like going to Miss Universe and I just I basked in that because that's that was my goal was to spread this message and then you know finals night came and I had a hunch I was going to be in the top 10 for some weird you know reasons that those gut feelings or whatever yep yeah, and it's no. not like you think something's rigged. You have, I think I it, knew I wasn't. You just make like kind of or it's I like no at Miss America. Yeah, and I knew I wasn't gonna make the fifteen. You you just you feel it. Yeah, I knew I was gonna yeah. make. I knew yeah. I was gonna make top five at Miss California, 
And I mean, I was hoping I would win, obviously, but I just feel like, I don't know. It's yeah. just like this weird, peace. calm 100%. peace. Like you earned it and you deserve yep. it and you're ready for it. And like it totally. So, so you had that hunch because I want to yeah. make sure audience no. doesn't think like, we don't think things are rigged no. over here in Alice's <laughs> favor. She earned and, it, obviously. Um, I, yeah, I knew what I needed to do and I did the best that I could. And it got, I, I stopped after evening gown, but that's okay. It happens for a reason, like I said. And um, I'm thriving now. You're thriving now, but, obviously. Yeah, I. It was after I walked off stage. You know, I'm, I'm upset. I'm confused. I just lived a whirlwind. I, I was on stage with T Pain. Like, what the heck? Um. Nick Lachey and Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey and and all of the other 30 something girls that didn't make it are standing there and I walked back and like I like I said this is all a blur but I remember six or seven girls hugging me and like telling me how much I deserved it and how much Mm -hmm. they respect me and my platform because Mm -hmm. they finally felt comfortable at that time to share that Right. They also think what I'm doing is important. And that was such a reward. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I expected them to say that beforehand by any means, but, you know, just to be able to, because, you know, and there was no reason for them to tell me afterwards, but like to have the support of your peers in that instance, like is so refreshing and friendships were yeah. mended really quick after that. And like I said, I've hung yeah. out with them multiple, multiple it's- times. So. I do think that, that that also is a huge misunderstanding about pageants. And before we close, I want to get into like your final, mm-hmm. you know, kind of lesson learned. But there is this huge misunderstanding that pageant girls are like super right. catty and they don't get along and all of that, which oh, there's, are, they sure. are the handful for sure. And yeah, there is a handful out there who, mm-hmm. whether you're in and out of competition, like they are that way. As it became more strategic, I kind of understood why you, like you said, you reserve your energy, you save your energy. It's not about being bratty or rude. It's about mm-hmm. conservation. And that's it. Like, you know, you need to remember that you're there for a competition. Um, but once you're done with the competition, everyone's just like, oh, yeah totally okay with each other and you know like there's no more of that like tension because you're not competing for the yep. same thing and I just think that friends. that is so and awesome you're just friends are, after that girls are so special because I I struggle to make friends at college I struggle to make friends you know that are my age even because I just I have these experiences that are are so different for an 18 year old a 20 year old a 22 year old um, yeah. And so I treasure these girls so much because they are this small handful of people in this world that can totally understand what I've been through. And until, sadly enough, like until you step into a title holder shoes, a Miss Ohio shoes, a Miss USA shoes, like I'll never understand what Chesley is going through right now or like her experience I'll never be able to fully grasp that just as other people won't ever be able to fully grasp the mental experience the physical experience I went through but those other girls and you and the girls that 
do the same things and have the same goals that sadly are rare in this world like these are the girls that I I'm right. not always gonna have my back I know I can always turn to talk to are never gonna question me for the concerns that I have about myself or other things in the world because they get it they get it and you actually I think you're just about mm-hmm. answered my the question I was about to ask you so finally how do you feel the most misunderstood you know is it because you've competed in pageants is it because you've been a title holder or modeling or or whatnot like what's the primary way you feel misunderstood from day to day social media and in and the modeling I think people look at me online and they look at me as oh like she's just an Instagram model pageant girl she she really her job isn't real she doesn't she doesn't have anything to offer her her platform isn't important like everyone knows that they that people edit photos it really has no effect people people are this and these are all things people have said to me like people are are dying of disease and you think it's important to to talk about not photoshopping your photos and I think people don't understand the importance of that and people don't understand what I can offer as a girl who yes is a successful model has been a successful pageant girl but has so much more like meat behind her and so much more drive behind her personality behind her than just what they see on Instagram like I I hate it when people call me an Instagram model because I'm not I hate it when people just call me Miss Ohio because I'm Alice and like that that is so important to me I you know now my focus is modeling and when people ask me like what kind of model do you want to be I I I say I don't want to be a name or a a nameless model. I don't I don't want to be the girl that walked for this designer or modeled for this brand. Like I want to be oh look, it, that's Alice. She's a model who has worked for this this this. I want to be Alice who provides value because I yeah. want to show the world that you can be a Miss Ohio. You can be a top model. You can model for Sherry Hill. You can model for people in Ohio you can model for these huge runway I mean Louis Vuitton whatever it is but like it's not always what it seems and like everyone has their struggles and every job has its really ugly side so does modeling so does being a title holder and I hope that through social media and through communications whatever I mean it's definitely not in person right now but whatever the future is going to look like, you know, I hope I can continue to spread right. the message of authenticity because it's so important for people to step back and, and realize the facade that's put on sometimes. And they need to they need to go easy on themselves and not hold themselves to perfection because it's it's so harmful to hold yourself to any standard, whether that's the standard of being Miss Ohio or the standard of what you think beauty is so on so on so on and 
not just holding yourself to perfection, but others. Like, I think we need to be easy on each other. That's something that society, it just, they just all of a sudden think that, oh, you have 10K followers. I can't believe you posted without makeup. Or, like, I can't believe you're not fully ready for the day and sharing an Instagram story or whatever it is. Like, just give us a break. Give each other a break. There, Like you've said many times before, yes. less perfection, more authenticity, 100%. And that's why your message is important because mm-hmm. even for me, I feel pressure all the time in every area of my life. You know, I feel like I've had right. to keep up facades in uniform or as a business owner, as a public speaker. But ironically, where I'm seeing myself thrive mm-hmm. in my career because now people- is – authenticity people crave it. that's and it people just want to see you then seeing something relatable that you can say okay like phew I'm not the only one that feels that way I'm not the only one struggling with acne I'm not the only one struggling with body image I, I like I'm not the only one sitting at home and not traveling the world like I'm I'm okay and right it's validating yeah and it's totally fine yep completely well miss alice i love that you're so alice and it's been amazing to watch it's well first of all it's been amazing to know you before you were ever a title holder and then be there with you when you won and then watch you and then our friendship really developed i feel like after Mm -hmm. you went to miss usa because obviously you were so busy with the pageant beforehand and that's been amazing to get to know and then all yeah, of it. I just can't wait. Hopefully, you end up in LA sooner rather than later because I want walk away. I'll be out there. <laughs> Calm down. We're, yes. We need nights at Bungalow and I Santa know. Monica. And we need this friendship to stop being virtual. So, thank you for what you stand for. I know there's going to be so many women and girls who are tuning into this message and they needed to hear it. They really did. So, thank you for sharing you. your story. I love you so much. Oh, yes. You can follow me on Instagram. Share how people can follow you. Alice Magato. um, Posting mostly on there right now. I did start a TikTok, you know, during this crazy quarantine fun. So, you know, you want to check me out over there, too. That's where you find the really um, relatable, um, quirky stuff. The really goofy stuff. You want an inside scoop on what goes on in my head when I have nothing to do? Head over there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah all things alice. Thank you, alice i love it well thank you so much dear for being on the show hopefully now others will have a better understanding of pageants thank and you. all things title holders Bye. so thanks so much Hey you, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds in your day, please go and rate my podcast on Spotify. It takes 10 seconds, but 10 seconds of your time means the world to me. You can also follow my podcast on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall for all the episode details. Stay tuned and see you next time on Misunderstood.